Hello, you're listening, you are listening to, to SRM Student Radio Master Command on 107.5 FM. Microphone.
Good evening. You're listening to Student Radio Maastricht on RTV 107.5 FM. My name is Sham Yotek and the topic of today is by European Careers Association about Europe Day. Joining us in the studio today is members from the European Careers Association. Can you please introduce yourself? Hello, everybody. My name is Nico Dembiokowski. Um, I am a fourth-year European Studies student, also a proud founder of, of the association, and I'm joined here by Joanne. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Joanne. I'm French. I'm a contributor for the blog Blue and Yellow since September 2021. Apart from that, I'm currently doing a bachelor degree in European Studies, also in FESOS. And so I'm really happy to be uh, here today to discuss about Europe. And my name is Elisa. I'm the editor-in-chief of the Blue and Yellow blog. And it's my third time here, actually, so I'm getting pretty comfortable already. And I'm also really happy to talk about the Europe Day. And like Jean said, she's French. Me and Nico are from Poland, so we're going to have some different perspectives today, hopefully. Um, so we all come from ECA Maastricht, European Careers Association, which is a non-profit organization uniting students aspiring for a career within the EU institutions, Council of Europe, related NGOs. And the Blue and Yellow blog is a blog for students, by students. We provide information on EU initiatives, legislation, and current European hot topics. So Europe Day is actually held on 9th May every year, and it is a celebration of peace and unity in Europe. Um, this date marks the anniversary of the historic Schuman Declaration that set out his ideas for a new form of political cooperation in Europe, which would make war between European nations unthinkable. So today's show will be divided in four, four sections. First, uh, we're going to set the stage with the city of Maastricht, how its identity is printed within European values and how is it visible as resident. Then we're going to broaden the geographical scope and talk about the rights that we have as citizens of the European Union and more specifically as students. Um, next, uh, the third section will focus on the free movement of goods, services and capital and the duties that we have. And finally, the show will end with a small debate on how European Day is celebrated in different member states. Amazing. I, 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 I did mention about today's show to some of my friends uh, mm. and colleagues work. And yeah, they were not even aware of it, but um, <laughs> I think I think we will we will we will touch upon that topic, like you said, towards the end of the of the show. But yes. yeah, I'm very much curious yes, to uh, to hear about it. Yeah. So uh, shall we take a quick break? Yes, some, of course. Uh, some music from, <laughs> by the way, I have to mention that this is music by Rich and Jordi Stein. These are founders of Moza Musica, also cooperating with us. So yeah, thank you so much, Moza Musica. Enjoy. Thank you. 
Student Radio Maastricht on RTV 107.5 FM. My name is Sham, your tech for today. And joining us in the studio are members of the European Careers Association. We are talking about Europe Day. Am I, am I, is that correct or is it called Europe Day? Europe yes. Day. It is called yeah, Europe, Europe Day. Europe Day. Yes. Yeah. Europe Day. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So like I was mentioning, um, this was a new topic to me as well. And I did mention to a couple of people about it. And yeah, they, they were also curious about, about the Europe Day. And yeah, um, please, uh, you, you, were, you were already having a really nice, uh, nice introduction to the, to the topic. Uh, yeah, could you please quickly mention your names and uh, I'll carry on with the yeah, next interesting section. I am, I am Nico. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm Elisa. <laughs> and I'm Jen. Yeah, and as Shyam said already, we are talking about Europe today, especially yeah. the Europe's day. The reason perhaps why this day may be omitted in Netherlands specifically is because Mother's Day is celebrated on the 8th of May. So perhaps people yes. might tend to forget that the next day is also mm. a pretty important day for all Europeans. Um, and specifically, this would be nice for people to know about Europe Day in Maastricht, because Maastricht is central to, to Europe in general. Well, of course, the Treaty of Maastricht, basically the way that the EU that we know right now has been coined and created and developed. And well, Maastricht was central to it. So everyone coming to Maastricht, um, they usually know the the historical background, the historical importance of of Maastricht for, for Europe. And indeed, it is very central. You're very close to any other big city yeah. or big country um, that's that's close to Maastricht, of course. So Yeah, and if you don't know why Maastricht was so historically important for the Maastricht Treaty, we actually do have an article on that topic on our Blue and Yellow blog, so make sure to check that out. Um, and yeah, like Nico said, central position of Maastricht in Europe also makes it the heart of Europe. As many people say, we are very close to Germany, to Belgium, but also to Luxembourg, to France. It's not that far. So, Jen, do you agree with that Maastricht is heart of Europe? Would you say that as well? Yeah, exactly. But um, to be fair, in France, we didn't really know about Maastricht uh, like before I didn't hear about it, like except the treaty, mm -hmm. I would say. But it's true that when you walk around the city in Maastricht, you can hear people speaking French, German, English, yes. and obviously a bit of Dutch. <laughs> and uh, a bit, <laughs> just a bit, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> and uh, also, shop owners are very used to it because everyone speaks many languages, and uh, this is something like I don't see really in France. Yeah, but it is interesting because you did mention that you didn't really hear about Maastricht or or, or the, yeah, the, the, the most contemporary or, history yeah. of mm. Europe at school. That's I think the same thing for Poland. Yeah, did, did you actually like when you were like I don't know, fifteen or sixteen? Did you even know about Maastricht? Maybe maybe I've heard of when yeah. it com when it comes to the Ma to the Treaty of Maastricht, but it's not a very popular topic no. to to talk about specifically. No, not so. at all. Perhaps this is the reason as to why people might not know much about it, but I think it's nice that to all the listeners writing right now, it's nice that you decided to spend some time in, in yes. this, on this lovely, what is it, Wednesday evening to <laughs> learn about learn about Europe. Um, and we're here for you when it comes to that, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, like we said, Masters Unites students from all over EU, you can hear different languages, you can also see elements of different cultures, which I think is really nice. Like there are a lot of groups uniting, I don't know, Polish students, Maastricht, French students, Maastricht and stuff like that. So you can meet up with your 
friends and celebrate traditions that are, for example, typically Polish in Maastricht. And I really love this intercultural element. Uh, and also this is visible in many, many associations that we do have here. We obviously have ECA. We also have ELSA, European Law Students Associations. We have the Erasmus Student Network. So there are plenty of opportunities to, to network with other students, to connect with fellow Europeans as well. And honestly, in my city in Poland, Kielce, there is also a university, but I don't even know if they have any association or anything like that. And even if they do, it's for sure not that far-fledged as we are and as Maastricht organizations are. But also I think that what is very important to mention is that the university and all the programs in, Ma in Maastricht are in English. So everyone from every European yeah. city can come and study here. And I wouldn't be able to come here if it was all in Dutch. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. But that's the great thing, you see. I don't know about law specifically, but for, for European studies you have... 20-something different nationalities that yeah. come to Maastricht and study at the same yeah. uh, during the same period as, 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 as you. And that's, again, um, you know, the question of your own identity as well, whether you're going to be calling yourself, you know, European. Polish, French or German, or you're going to be calling yourself European, you know. Yeah. We do live in an, in a, in an organization that unites yeah. these nations. So perhaps yeah. it would be nice to also sometimes consider yourself am i mm -hmm. really truly european you know yeah. with all the values that i that no I for, for the law faculty it's the same thing we have so many nationalities also beyond europe like i study european law specifically and we have so many people from like america or african countries or asia or like Seychelles or taiwan yeah. and i'm like wow european law and they are actually <laughs> my friends it's it's mind-blowing really but how do they even know about maastricht like how can you come from new york to maastricht Like that's, this that's, is that's the interesting that's part, right? That's, that's, yeah, that's the sometimes unbelievable amazing. part that yeah. people just, yeah. for some reason, I, I, I'm from a relatively small town in, in, in Poland, right? Mm -hmm. And I think I've met five, six, seven people from my hometown Here. in Maastricht <laughs> yeah. for the first time. That's Not that lot. I've known them a lot. Yeah, exactly. And it's basically the size of Maastricht. So it's, that, that's <laughs> the ridiculous part, you know? Yeah. Well, we're going to explore the topic of different nationalities further in our next section, but now maybe we will do a small break for some music and then we will talk about what does the EU do for us as students. Very important, very relevant topic in light of Europe Day.
tuning in. That is Moza Musica presenting their founders and resident DJs, uh, Jody Stein and Rich, Rich Stein. And you're listening to the the topic on on Europe Europe Day by the by the um, by the European Careers Association. Yes, welcome again. Um, yeah, this section will focus on the benefits that we have as student in the European Union. And I'm very glad to introduce this topic to you because, first of all, I recently wrote an article for the blog Blue and Yellow. And it's uh, available now, so you can check it out on our website. And then, um, I'm French student studying in the Netherlands. And I noticed that many students, including myself, were not aware of their rights under EU law. Uh, how can we reside in another member state? How is it possible to be treated the same way as national? How can our diploma be recognized everywhere in the Union? And so these are all the questions that we are going to touch upon now. Yes, thank you for this introduction. So actually maybe we could start with the very central topic that is EU citizenship. So before I started studying European law, I I knew that I could I could feel European because I my country is part of the EU, but I had no idea about a thing called EU citizenship. And it's actually codified in articles 20 and 21 TFEU and it basically introduces EU citizenship as every person holding a citizenship of one of the member states is also EU citizen. And I think that may not be a lot, but it is really nice to see that it's also unified on the European level and that you can also say, I'm not only citizen of, I don't know, Poland, France, I'm also citizen of the EU. It is really uh, sometimes like, I don't think people pay much attention to how free they are to, to travel, to do business or to study yes. wherever they go within Europe. Imagine that you would be not from a member state of the EU, then if you want to travel you need a visa or mm -hmm. a permit, if you want to work you, you need a permit, if you want to study you pay so five, much. six times more. Mm -hmm. And these are only the, the, the just a fraction of the benefits that the EU gives you as a, as a EU citizen. So these are the, you know, the, 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 the very main benefits that you can that you can make use of for being a by, by being a European citizen I mean just look at us you know we're here we can work we can study we yeah. can go to Belgium that's five minutes away from here yeah. we can go to Germany that's yeah. 20 minutes away from here we don't need to like, we just need our ID on us that's it you know this is the magical part yeah and you're also uh, allowed to reside in another member states obviously you have to fulfill some conditions and this is in the treaty and in directive but yeah you are allowed to uh, stay there for three months if you are a tourist and then if it's more than three months it's like more complicated but still and also what i found very interesting in being a european citizen is that you are not allowed like any discrimination on ground of nationality shall be prohibited and it's stated in article 18 tfu so I applied to uni as you did mm -hmm. and they didn't uh, refuse my space in the uni because a Dutch citizen was prioritized and I found it very, very nice to do that. Yes, it, it gives just so many possibilities and I still think I'm talking 
like my Eastern European mentality is talking through me that it gives so many possibilities to be given the same chance to study, to work as, as I don't know, the Germans or the Dutch people. It's, it's just amazing. Like my course is so international and the Dutch nationality is like, they're not the biggest group. They are like somewhere between like Germans, Spanish people, English, Polish, everyone. So it's just really truly international environment and you really do see that you are given equal chances, I would say. Even of stuff that you don't see necessarily, but it's 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 still there, you know. Mm. Thanks to the internal market of the EU, we don't really need to bother about um, the tariffs and, and, and any sort of barriers to trade that you have within the states of the European Union, which then allows us to buy stuff on a much lower and a much lower effort when it comes to the financial um, yep. aspect of it. So you can just very easily trade with mm. one another. It's very, it's much easier to do business internationally, provided you have an internal market. So these are again stuff that perhaps we don't know yet because we're students, yes. but we're going to be probably entertaining these um, <laughs> privileges later in life. Yeah. So that's that's again something that we don't even know of very well, but probably might be uh, making use of later in the future. You know. Yeah. And if you want to know more about the specific rights that we have under EU law as students and how does the free movement work in general, make sure to check out Jen's article on that that is already on the blue and yellow blog. It goes way more into detail than we're talking about now. And it's also way more technical. That's why we're not going to mention all those articles, not to bore you guys. So I think now we can move on to the next song. And after this short break, we're going to talk more about the internal market, Eurozone, and what duties do we actually have as citizens of the EU.
Thank you very much, Moza Musica, and thank you very much for tuning in. That was Jordi and Rich Stein from Moza Musica. You're listening to Student Radio Maastricht on RTV 107.5 FM. And today's topic is Europe Day. Members of European Careers Association, you were you were enlightening us, so please. Yes, we can continue now with the next topic. Now we focused a lot about the student rights under the EU law and what the EU gives us as students, but there are also much more benefits, not only for students, in general for everyone. So this section will focus on general benefits and duties that we as EU citizens have, not specifically as students, but just as EU citizens. And I think the biggest facilitation that we have is the internal market and free movement of goods that is within it. So, Nico, what do you think about it? Yeah, this is something that I think is just undeniably one of the most important factors of, of, of the EU functioning. You, well, not in the end, but in, in, in very big um, parts is, is an economic uh, association of nations. So that's yeah. the fact that economically we can, we can, we can cooperate on such an um, obstacle-free um, level with with every single state having equal opportunities to trade and and to, and to do business then it's just it helps a gigantic amount i think and well that's that's the economical part but there's also the, um, the the part that's perhaps a little bit more close to us so the fact that we can we can travel freely the fact that mm -hmm. we can um basically just go anywhere with just your id you know you don't need the passport you don't need the visa you don't need anything like that you just travel yeah. whatever you want yeah. you can go to the famous point where three countries come together like near Maastricht when Belgium Netherlands and <coughs> Germany come together and you can literally walk into three countries in span of like one minute so that's really nice yeah exactly and also uh, I'm sorry I'm doing low things but I just uh, finished <laughs> low yeah, course no <laughs> so I learned that um, firms and like states are not allowed to be discriminated against their nationality so they can mm -hmm. export and ex import from like European countries and they are not discriminated because they are from France so there is really a free movement of goods services and, and people and uh, also the proximity things is a very interesting uh, issue in the sense that uh, for also environmental problems it's mm -hmm. better to import from Spain or or uh, I don't know Portugal within the EU, yeah, within general, the yeah. EU than like America or things mm. yeah definitely definitely well, maybe on, on on top of of what you said, when it comes to uh, you know companies not being able to discriminate against one another, um, I think it also works for for the employee mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. for yeah, the employees exactly. themselves. You know, because Workers. apart from the you know non discrimination policies that that many companies um, well practice nowadays, it, it, it still is this sort of pressure that you get from policymakers that create these sort of um, rules about non-discrimination that the companies need to fulfill later on, you know. Um, exactly. And the, they have a bigger market, so with many competitors, maybe the price with, will lower and as consumer, we benefit from it also. Yeah, like I wanted to say that it may be a stupid example, but like 
it works for me. So like a couple of years ago when I started being very into makeup, I was like dreaming of all these like foreign products from like America. And when my friends went there, I was like, oh, buy me this, bring me this. But now once these brands were introduced somewhere in Europe, not in Poland, but somewhere in Europe, I think the first thing it was like in UK back then when it was still <laughs> in the EU, um, it became so easy for me to just order it and just have it delivered to my country. So even... I was like, I don't know, 15, 16 at that time. So I didn't realize why is that the case, but it was really nice for me to be able to order the things that I want without any problems, without also paying like twice the amount of the product's worth for the shipment alone. So I think, yeah, the consumers also, we do benefit from it a lot. We have such a variety of products to choose from now. And yeah. yeah the, the customs are far less in place mm -hmm. nowadays, you know, yeah, so yeah, you can, yeah. you can, order something I don't know the, the thing that really just blew my mind when I first came to Netherlands is the fact that you can order something online and on bold.com at mm -hmm. yeah yeah, at yeah. Be, like before 11 p.m. and then in the next morning it's at, it's at your house you know it can be from Germany it can be from mm -hmm. Belgium so usually would have to go through customs or anything like that you know and then yeah because of internal markets and also maybe because of euro yeah. I know that not yes. every it is a it is an ex it is there there is an exchange rate if it's yeah. not euro right so it also takes time mm -hmm, for, exactly. for banks to um, yeah. to deposit that so that, again yeah that's actually the next thing that we wanted to talk about like eurozone and the, how much easier it is to just come here and study here and work here and pay here in all in one currency than just to have to go and exchange it every time like I think we also experience that ourselves when with the current war in Ukraine, um, the rates of euro have risen so much. And then while we have to exchange our currency, our Polish currency into euro, it had, for example, while paying bigger sums, like for an apartment or something, it really had an effect of, like the apartment got so much more expensive just because of the rate. And if you have one currency, you don't have any of that problem. So, yeah, I, I didn't yeah. even know about it. Yeah, because yeah, that's, that's the benefit of <laughs> having euro. Yeah, exactly. Again, you don't even have to worry about that because you, no, you, only, you would only technically have to worry in brackets if 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 euro uh, if became affected. weaker. Yeah, became yeah. weaker because of the dollar or any any other currency that's not within euro. But for no. us, for example, as, as as Polish, and well, there are many other currencies that mm. are still not euros yeah. in, in, in other member states. You know, so for us, it was a big hit actually because imagine paying um, 100 euros more on, yeah. on an apartment that's already worth, I don't know, a thousand, you know? Yeah. And that's basically the rate sometimes. Yeah, that that also yeah. happened when I normally paid, the rate was like 4.6. And when I had to pay, I think it was for April, then the rate was almost five. So in my currency, I paid like 300 PLN more than I pay normally. And I was like, what just happened? It's the same apartment, it's the same, you're the same price in euros that I pay to my landlord, but suddenly it's like 300 PLN more. Listen, tell me about it. When I came here, the, the exchange rate was 4.2, not 4.6. Yeah, yeah, you know? okay, so. okay. Wow, that must be painful. <laughs> it is, it, trust me, it's painful every single day, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, shall we move on to the duties then now? I think so. I, th yeah. I, th I think, I think it's very important especially when celebrating Europe Day is the fact that it's not only the the, the benefits and then the fact that we can entertain so many different privileges as the European citizens but it also comes with certain duties that we should um, just fulfill within a democratic 
um, setting. So at, the, at this, at this, at, well, it's it's basically the same as for every other um, state or member mm. state. Um, the duty is to vote. You know, if you want to see change, if you want to contribute to a democratic system, go vote. You know, and mm. there are there are elections for Europeans. Um, yeah. That's well, are the best are the best chance to actually influence what's happening within Europe. You know, mm-hmm. the the elections for European Parliament mm. are, are direct, so you yeah. directly choose representatives that would go to the European Parliament through your national mm. um, bodies. So yes. this is, and and well, technically and practically, it is your duty. You know, you should vote. You should be an active part of the society that creates the setting mm. you live in, you know. But that's one one point, and that's let's say more um, technical. But but that's really important still because you can see a lot of people in general complaining about their governments or also about the I don't know the EU management in general. And if you really want to see change, then just go vote for the European Parliament and then they are directly involved in passing the EU laws. So I don't understand the people that complain that, for example, the EU is not doing well enough, but they still refuse to go to the elections because the EU is not doing well enough. Mm. And the truth is like, it's not doing well enough for you because you didn't give your vote. And yeah, if you want to see change, you have to do something from yourself as well. Mm. (laughs) And there are also other things to do if you want the EU to be more democratic. Mm -hmm. You can give your opinion for a proposal of the Commission on their website. Yes. You can participate to conference, Mm. debate and be more involved. Then you can also uh, respect European values. (laughs) Um, This is state's in Article 2 of the TEU, this is respect human dignity, freedom, democracy, equality, rule of law and human rights. And if you fight for those values and that you care about them, this is already very much European. This is yes, in, in, in practice respecting your law, you know. This is yeah. literally just yeah. respect. Yeah. It EU sounds law. it sounds so like fancy and oh, respect EU law, but that's yeah. But it's 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 really it's, it's the law that's above yeah. national law, you yeah. know. So if you exactly. respect national law, you should even more. Well, <laughs> yeah, okay, that, that that sounds bad, but you should for sure respect the 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 the, the EU law and the values that are intertwined with yeah. it, you know. And then the last thing that we wanted to talk about now regarding our duties is actually I think the easiest one to fulfill is just to educate and to spread the ideas and the word about the EU because who else if not us the young Europeans studying in different countries are gonna do it just by educating your friends talking with the your friends and your family also it does it just makes such a difference when you have this European international perspective once studying abroad then when you come to your home country you can yeah, educate, spread the ideas, just talk about it and just make yeah. people aware of different initiatives that are going on. But if you don't know all of them, that is why ECA is perfect for you because we do educate on all those topics. We do organize a lot of events with young politicians, young workers of the EU institutions. And we have a lot of content also on our blue and yellow blog educating about why is it so important that we are all one big European society i would say <laughs> there is just a, a gigantic number of different platforms that you can use to educate 
yourself yes. and to educate your peers and to spread the values mm-hmm. of the EU. Um, Master is absolutely full of it. You, yes. you, 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 you can see so many different associations, primarily ETA, of course, of um, course. but you can see mm-hmm. so many people actively participating in spreading the knowledge and, and values of the EU. Um, but it goes way further, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it, there's also a very interesting and very, well, the, the, one of the, the most important events for young people specifically. And we are, we are young people, you know, and then we are also trying to aim this uh, addition also to the young people specifically so that they can uh, really understand and get to know what being European is. And one of these events that you can take part of is the European Youth Event. Yes. And this happens in Strasbourg, I think, every second year. I might be incorrect on that one, but it's one of the mm-hmm. biggest um, undertakings, one of the biggest events for young people to take part in that literally, figuratively and, and, and practically um, shape the future of the EU because then mm-hmm. these topics are further on brought upon uh, the institutions, you know. Yes. And ECO, of course, was a part of it. So this is a little pat <laughs> on course. the back for of us. Course. But it's something that we hope that people get um, a little bit more into. Yes, it was truly an amazing experience and yeah. expressing your opinions and writing them down and actually seeing them being forwarded to the to the people that actually do have a say in that or to the people that actually take the decisions. Right. And also, I think you will be very surprised to know that in fact, European Union is doing a lot of things for you don't yeah. that you don't even know. It just requires a bit of research. Yeah, or exactly. But then information. again, it, it all comes down to what we said at the beginning. You know that if you want to, if you if you want to see the change, you need to also be part mm. of this change as well. Mm-hmm. So you need to you need to be a part of this democratic system. So if you see those those your thoughts being literally forwarded to yes, that's the decision really makers, you kind of have to start somewhere, right? So that's the. That's the yeah. beauty of, of, the, of the system. Right? <laughs> yeah, I think with this we should conclude this section because it was a very deep discussion and <laughs> we have a lot to say on this topic, of course, as European studies and European law students engaged in ECA. So let's enjoy a bit of music before we go to the last topic.
we're slowly heading towards the end of our audition today. We are very happy and an honor to be here again at RTV Radio Maastricht. So thank you very much for the opportunity. As the last thing that we wanted to talk about um, today was, or is, um, <laughs> how Europe Day is celebrated across the EU. And this is actually sort of a thing that is a little bit weird to me actually, because in Poland yeah. specifically, where, where me and Lisa are from, it's not a very celebrated um, event. No. It's, it really isn't. It, perhaps, it really the, isn't. perhaps the flags, you know, the European flags, but it's not that visible. Maybe, maybe back in the day um, with the East enlargement mm -hmm. of 2004, when Poland actually joined the EU, um, then perhaps for the first, second, and third year, maybe it was a little bit bigger. But then again, we don't understand, we don't remember because we were yes. kids. But nowadays, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Yes, unfortunately. We actually, we both live in a city, so not like super small villages or anything like that. And I just googled, like you know, my city Europe Day events, and it gave me results from like five years ago. And I can't seem to find anything happening this year. So. That's actually really weird because when I was in primary school, we actually did our small celebration of Europe Day in the primary school while we had actually no idea why EU is important. So it's kind of funny that we did it then, but we don't do it now. But yeah. How is it in France, though, Jen? Uh, I must confess that I had to do some researches uh, for this question because I had no clue of what <laughs> France was doing to celebrate Europe Day. Uh, we celebrate very much the 8th of May for the 1945 victory, and this is a public holiday, but on the 9th of May, a Europe Day is not a popular celebration among French people, which is very weird because Schumann was French, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. And so after some research, I found that since 2016, Strasbourg uh, celebrates it throughout the whole month of May, and uh, there are debates in the evening and public can visit the EU institution in Strasbourg as we have the parliament and others. Yeah, like when it comes to the public visiting the European institutions, it, mm. that's basically the only celebration that I've heard of before, which is which happens both in Strasbourg and in Brussels. So basically the institutions, you know, the council, the, the commission and, and, and then the European parliament are to some extent open to the public so that they can get to know um, the institutions a little bit more. Yes, if you if you would actually want to go and to get to know the institutions more, the delegation of ECA is of course going to be there uh, on the 7th May in the European Commission in Brussels. And that is actually something very interesting because the commission normally is closed to visits. You just, you can just come in and walk around, but this Saturday, 7th May, you will be able to. So contact ECA on Instagram or by mail if you want to join. And I think that would be the end of our conversation now. But actually, to sum it up, I'm I'm gonna quickly announce the ECE, e, uh, the event of ECA with the Lumiere Cinema that takes place takes place exactly on Europe Day, 9th May at 7:30 p.m. It's a screening, a premiere of a movie. Um, it's followed by a panel discussion on, and by some social event, and you can find tickets on Lumiere website that are only five euro for students, so make sure to check that out and make sure to check out Jen's article on what rights do we have under EU law um, on the blue and yellow blog of ECA Maastricht. Thank you very much. I was, I was just actually wondering, uh, yeah, how, are, how, how is the ECA or, or how do we celebrate the Europe Day? In, yes, in so Maastricht. we do have this event. Um, that is also part of the European Year of Youth, um, and it's a premiere of the movie Notes from Brussels, right? 
and it's gonna be also um, with panel discussion with some drinks and general celebration of the of being European I would say and I wouldn't be myself if I didn't add that it's also my birthday on 9th of May <laughs> so I'm also gonna be celebrating that together with ECA <laughs> Super cool, super cool, super cool. Thank you so much. Yeah, and I think it's um, uh, it's, it's it's only fair to announce uh, some of our cultural agenda yes. as well. So what's happening in town for the coming few days? So we have Plata Morgana. Um, they are it's it's, uh, it's a bunch of four four DJs who who are going to play at Lanbo Belong this Friday from ten to three o'clock. So you know where to be on Friday evening, and and of course. Don't forget to tune in on Saturday from eight o'clock uh, to nine o'clock for Moza Musica. And yeah, thank you so much for uh, tuning in. And yeah, wish you wish you a lovely evening. Thank you very much. It was thank super you. nice to be here. Thank you so yeah. much once again.